I just had an idea of that think, think, think sign being replaced with feel, feel, feel. Oh my God. That should only be with like five years or more. Like we could not put that sign out um, except for people with five or more years. Um, Yeah. Well, that's, that is so genius because also... You know, when I ask someone how they're feeling nine times out of 10, it's I feel blah, blah, blah. And they tell me a whole narrative, which is really what they're thinking and not what they're feeling. Mm. And I I am just as guilty of that. You know, I feel like, you know, someone's mad at me or whatever I feel. But it's like I feel guilty and I think that you're mad at me, you know. I feel annoyed like that guy that thought the whiskey and milk and then he thought whiskey and milk he didn't feel whiskey and milk i'm sure he felt the result of drinking the whiskey and milk after but he thought the whiskey and milk would make sense but he was he was actually resentful is what someone pointed out for because he was working for somebody that he for a company that he once owned and he was like a salesperson there uh someone else pointed out in that story that he talks about coming to work on a tuesday but not on a monday so what happened to him on a monday (laughs) (laughs) You know know what all this is reminding me of is Inception, the movie Inception by Christopher Nolan, because what happens is that instead of being in the present moment and feeling what we're supposed to feel, we go off on all these divergent paths and get so far from what the reality is and just feeling what we're supposed to feel in the situation. So like, you know, if it's an award ceremony and you don't get the prize and the feeling would be sadness and then you move on, what happens a lot for alcoholics is that it's like, oh, well, I think they should have given it to me. Well, why didn't that person do it? Well, maybe I had a resentment with that. But next thing you know, they're like, you know, 10 years off in the future and the past and not feeling the sadness, which gets stored in the body. Amen. 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 That is, that's it. That's 100. That's totally it. Everything for me is a distraction if I'm not going within. Oh my gosh. So we need to be in a documentary, not a Christopher Nolan movie. In a documentary. Yes. In a, in a, so not a script. So I think there's also scripted documentaries where we need to be in like an unscripted documentary that like reality TV to be like reality. unscripted. Yeah. Unscripted. Be legit in reality versus fantasy. Exactly. Which, I'm used to the fantasy and I love the stories. And yeah, it's like where I started. If I'm not careful and screening these things, I can easily get sucked up into that narrative and uh, define all the feelings as to why I'm feeling them versus actually just feeling them. Right, right. I'll never forget being, I had more than 14 years sober because it was right after I moved to California and a girl told her story 
And she said, fantasy was my first drug. And I was like, oh, God, like I had not thought about it. But like we were talking about before, that was my first way to deal with the undealable. Yes, with uncomfortable feelings. I, I mean, I would have to say that, you know, through the course of doing this work and practicing and passing on and all this stuff, I would have to say that a lot of my narratives have shifted. Say more. So when I look through the lens of four at these resentments, I knew everyone's inventory, what they did, what the bullies did, what they shouldn't have done. And I never really looked at my part because it always takes two to tango. And as I continue to work for, I got to look at my column where it was like, oh, well, what it says my wrongs. I say, what do, what do I do or what did I didn't do? I didn't I didn't share with anyone about the bullies. Right. Like that was my part in that whole scenario. Mm-hmm. I didn't share it with anyone that could potentially help because I was so shameful and so embarrassed of not being cool and not being liked. And, you know, it had a lot to do with, you know, being gay and like, you know, it's like, then I'd have to come out and, you know, it's like, what does this look like? You know? And so it's like, and so that was my part, you know, and, um, you know, as it shifted, you know, and I work other steps, it's like, oh, I got to be, you know, and we always talk about going within, like as I grew, I became more comfortable with myself and have learned to love and accept myself. No. If somebody has an issue these days with my sexuality or orientation or any of that stuff, when I'm spiritually fit, it just rolls off because I'm okay with me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And I would even say, like, I would not put that as your part. If that if I were your sponsor going through that with you today, mm-hmm. I would actually say you don't have a part in somebody behaving like that. Like that's it. Period. End of story. When somebody's a bully and that aggressive, there's no part. Mm-hmm. Um on would you on our side would you say that my part would be that i so you're saying there's no part zero do you think it, that i would have a part in that i abandoned myself no i wouldn't nothing because and here's why because what i know today and i and i it's different than what i believed five years ago hmm. What I know today is that these are learned coping skills Mm. that you developed, just like we talked about the fantasy was the first drug, right? Mm. Um, And so you can't be responsible for knowing what you don't know. And to say that your part is you should have known what you didn't know, that's just another way to beat yourself up. Hmm. See, I was looking at it through the lens of not beating myself up, but that it was, I was withholding information through the lens of dishonesty. But were you taught all growing up to withhold information? 
Well, so I wasn't in a safe space. So that was the other piece of it as, as to why I didn't share. Because I didn't feel but safe I, to share. Like, growing up, being transparent about what was going on wasn't valued, correct? Um, it was do as I say, not as I do. So there was talk about being honest. Right. There's secrets. The the modeling was secrets. Right. So when you're experiencing something and you decide to keep it a secret, that's what was modeled for you. Yeah. Like that's why go ahead. That's why I would say you don't have a part. Because you were only doing what was modeled for you in these circumstances. So then there wouldn't be any defects. I guess more what I'm talking about is especially the first three or four, fourth and fifth steps, right? So like once you are sober, you've done this stuff, you do have a responsibility to get into therapy, to get into ACA, to do body work, to do sonomic healing, um, Sonoma something, do some healing. Somatic, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And... And then how you go out in the world after this knowledge, you do have a part, right? Yeah, yeah. But if we're talking about how I responded to bullies in high school, nope. I don't have a part. You would say how I respond to bullies up until program. No part. Mm, Not even program. Because, you know, you walk in the doors, you put down the bottle, and you think you're cured. And yeah. not you, but anybody, right? But the yeah. inner work hasn't even started. So it all depends. I mean, I just, I just know there's so many opportunities to beat ourselves up and that shame doesn't create healing. Yeah. Well, we have to definitely do a full episode on this because there's definitely a lot there you know I mean because for me it just perpetuates a victim like I'm the victim and I don't have any there's nothing I can do about anything like that's the narrative that that perpetuates like I found freedom and I don't think it was coming from a place of shame like I should have could have would have it's just that that's what actually occurred and what I found was that the steps removed the blocks and freed me to to be open to self-love and self-acceptance you know versus the rejection of myself right yes i'm just saying the patterns of character interestings that i Mm. built up as a coping mechanism when those came into play and then i'm going back over it with a sponsor if they say your part was enacting these coping coping mechanisms no it wasn't <laughs> like that was ingrained that was survival i mm-hmm. and i and i'm talking about the past too i'm not saying yeah. i get let off the hook for the rest of my life but i am saying I will no longer accept someone, um, you know, and, and I've had to go through this recently with my sponsor where 
I call her and say, somebody at work was gossiping and I overheard the gossip and I'm wanting to take action. And she said something like, okay, so your part was being offended by the gossip. And I'm like, no, no, it wasn't. I was offended by the gossip. That's not my no. part. That's my human. Right. And, and, you know, what I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so unwilling to beat myself up and shame myself. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Reactions. I'm not doing yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I want, I want to definitely do a different episode on this. I mean, to wrap up this, the think, think, think piece is this idea of, um, for me, the think, think, think is how I can judge a book by its cover. And I, I think I, I know. know the story, right? Like the book talks about the prosaic steel girder where it looks like a solid piece of steel, like an I-beam in construction. But in reality, on the molecular cellular level, it's whirling electrons that are in movement. I don't see that movement, right? And when I first came in, it was like me comparing my insides to people's outsides. I was having some sort of feeling about me and my worth and whatever and comparing myself my insides to your outsides assuming that whatever was happening outside matched the inside you know and for me that's like the continued practice of like just because I think something it's definitely not 100 you know and like I do can do that in a meeting I see someone sitting in the front I'm like oh I know their story you know, and right. they, they share and it's like jaw dropper crying, like, oh, my God, I so identify or whatever that is, you know, and that for me is the the difference, you know, in the thinking where I can continue to stay open, notice my thoughts, you know, the hmm, that's so interesting <laughs> and then have a new experience. Um, so we're at our five. Uh, do you have a question? Do I have a question? You have a question. I definitely have a question. Okay. <laughs> My question is, what is something that you uh, thought, uh, what is something that you thought you didn't like and have learned to love? Contempt prior to investigation is, is basically what I'm saying. Like, where is something that you had contempt for? And then upon further investigation, you love. Okay, this is a good one. And I think it goes back to the responsibility mm. where it talks about in Keys of the Kingdom that we where we used to run from responsibility we find ourselves successfully shouldering it and i remember thinking as a new person i will never want to successfully shoulder responsibility and now as i was talking about with that event stuff where i really like how having a situation come up and trying to have my brain or higher self or higher power or whatever pop a solution in that's going to surprise and elevate the situation 
is so exciting now. And I no longer run from responsibility and I do experience a thrill and excitement of seeing how we can apply this stuff and how it will show up. Like it's so exciting to me. Mm. What about you? So I am an avoidant and um, I definitely have managed to ch chart and identify some growth where connection and belonging and being vulnerable um, are actually, um, I'm actually having a different experience around those things. Um, where I was always out the door, like 100%, you know, I'm kind of halfway in the door, you know, and or completely in the room for some of these things these days. And I, um, you know, I think of like, um, remember Frasier? Total Danis. People are gonna have to like Google who Lilith is. <laughs> Lilith was like, you know how Lilith was total avoid. Oh yeah, literally like yeah. robot. Like that's how I was growing up, and that's how I can sometimes be still. And I'm no longer that uh, rough and rigid around the edges on most days. And so I I looked at that rough and rigid as security, and now I see that as a straight jacket. Um, which is a whole new experience. Oh my gosh, that is so good. And it speaks so much to equanimity. And mm. I was like the flower child that was off in the field with a ring of flowers in her hair, like running from Lilith, you know, running from that type of <laughs> responsibility or structure, anything. And then you get to the equanimity, you know, the middle part of like a little bit of Lilith and a little bit of flower child. Not such a bad combo. So thank you. Thank you, Misty. Thank you, darling. And a bit. Call you sponsor. Call you sponsor. Call you sponsor. Call your sponsor. Call your new episode tomorrow. Send us an email bcysponsor at gmail.com.